College football fans, welcome back to the College Ball Show. He's Marshall, I'm Chris, and we're here to talk week three and week four. Of course, we're going to start by recapping what was a week three. Not a ton of uh, major, major upsets um, within the top 25. There there were some, don't get me wrong. Um, just ask Michigan State. But um, overall, you know, a pretty damn, like almost, like Wake Forest almost lost to Liberty, 37-36. So we had some competitive games. Uh, Texas got brought to the late third quarter, a pick six, turned that game around. But some of the ranked versus ranked, you know, uh, games like that, uh, BYU-Oregon was pretty much, you know, a non-competitive game, but we did get the games flying under the radar uh, to produce a lot of action. Um, even that Friday game, Florida State in Louisville, Florida State was down uh, 21-14 for a second. It looked like Cunningham was just going to take over the show for uh, the cards, but Florida State ended up getting it done. Of course, App State making news once again with the Hail Mary that you don't see a whole lot. Uh, given like, well, you don't see a lot of Hail Mary successful, but you don't see one where they didn't make the end zone and they still scored a touchdown. So it was still a really, really fun week. We do have an interesting week four coming up. Uh, Clemson visits Wake Forest. Can Wake Forest, they, they've kind of looked just mediocre. They haven't looked all that great. Um, there is some really interesting matchups, though, that we'll get into Arkansas, Texas A&M. These are just ranked versus ranked. We were just talking about it, me and Marshall, with uh, USC and Oregon. That could be a really interesting game as well. But we're going to talk it all through. We're going to start with the recap. Then we'll get to our uh, betting lines banter and preview and predictions for week four. If this is your first time listening to the College Ball Show, welcome. It streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Ropadope Radio. You don't have to go to Blog Talk and Ropadope and download the show directly there or listen to the browser. You can find this here College Ball Show under the Ropadope Radio podcast banner on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Player FM, TuneIn, Spricker, uh, Sticker, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, all that good stuff. While you're at it, why don't you head on over to thegrillingtruth.com. And one more thing. If you're thinking about cutting the cord, or you have, you're not quite happy, i got something for you. It's called Direct TV Stream. It's the best of live TV and on-demand, no annual contracts, no hidden fees, plus you get to enjoy regional sports networks for a limited time only. The prices start as low as $49.99 for two months. And if you upgrade to the Choice or Ultimate Package, that'll save you $140 over three months. You get Show, Stars, Cinemax, and Epics. That's a direct TV stream. Okay. Going to bring in my co-host, Marshall, and see how he's doing on this fine day. It was a gorgeous day up north here in Minnesota. Um, what's going on, man? How you doing? Uh, life is pretty good, sir. Um, it was uh, it was a fun weekend of watching college and pro football, so a little tired today, but that's okay. And then I'm just going to lay on the couch and watch a couple of Monday night games tonight. Hopefully our Vikings uh, get the job done tonight. So um, from a college football standpoint, though, my opening day rant discussion, and I, I literally don't think we've ever talked about this team, and I know they're not going to win the title. I don't think this year. But to give credit – 
to Kansas. I mean, I, I, I literally, I never thought I would pick them to start off the show, but this school was literally a, a hideous joke of a program. They've always been a basketball school. And they had, I think, one year where they went to like a, a New Year Six Bowl, like about in like 08, 09. They, yeah, they, 08, but they, yeah, but they've been really bad. And they've actually started out the year 3 0. So whatever their coach is doing down there, um, you, you won your first game, I think it was against the Scrub School. Okay. And then you beat West Virginia, who, if you watched them play Pitt to open off the season, was a good game and, at West Virginia. Then you won at Houston. And um, Houston is projected to be one of the top three teams or some people pick to win the American Conference. So, again, I'm not saying that they're Bama or Ohio State because they're not. But we we love college football because of crazy stories. That's why we love college sports, Chris. And to see a team like Kansas, who's 3-0, who has been a really, really bad program, um, whatever they're doing down there, um, a, a lot of other coaches might want to take note because that, that's that's a that's got to be a tough place to recruit. You, you got all the basketball players you want. Bill Self, he, he gets more than he can afford sometimes. <laughs> but well, they should look in the power uh, forwards. Is what they need to do. They got to get some power <laughs> forwards in there for defensive end and tight end. Um, you're right though. They put up 159 points through three games. Right. Check this out. So in 1968, they had put up 153, which is a lot back then. 153 points uh, through the first three games, and they were nine and two. In 2007, they put up 159. They were 12 and one that year. You're talking about. So where will they end up? And what should be an interesting uh, Big 12. But what makes it even more crazier is if anybody listens to the College Ball Show once uh, mid January comes and college football's over. We call it the College Ball Show because we move into college basketball. And this dude is a North Carolina fan, so he can't stand Kansas. So I, I like how you're kind of swallowing your pride and being like, you know what? It's not basketball. I'm willing to, you know, get behind the squad. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm definitely – I'm never going to say rock chalk for, say a basket, the, for, a, for a basketball team. Like Hell no. But <laughs> – I will support a school like this. It's like, dude, it, it, and like I said, it's part of the reason you love college football because of stories like this. Like I said, that that head coach, dude, I, I don't, I don't know how long he's going to be staying there because, or maybe, maybe they lock him down for a little bit. But that's a remarkable uh, turning uh, to a, start to a season because that school has been bad for so long. Now, on top of that, you know, to my, uh, on top of Kansas just being a remarkable story. Um, we didn't quite get the craziness, Chris, like you said, of top 10 upsets. Um, Georgia won a blowout. Bama won a blowout. Ohio State ran up the score on Toledo and hung a 77. Michigan won 59-0. Clemson won 48-20. So we did not quite get the craziness of top 10 teams going down. But as you mentioned when you started the show, we had a lot of solid games that were like average teams playing average teams that actually turned out to make the week pretty enjoyable to watch. Yeah, my mic was messed up there a little bit. Can you hear me? Everything's good? Yeah. Yep, okay. you're good. good. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we, we definitely had a lot of, uh, you know, teams cruise, especially in the top, well, basically the, the top ten, I guess, besides Arkansas, um, who, you know, is starting to de- deteriorate. I did like what I saw out of Oregon bouncing back. Now, I know BYU was out, you know, without their number or the, their two top receivers. But they had 
won a game where they didn't have a receiver and then they lost that other receiver during the Baylor game. So they had already played a game, you know, close to having not those two back. But Nick's coming back, you know, he plays in that SEC, or he played, I should say, in that SEC West with Auburn. And a lot of people wondering, you know, if, if you can protect the guy, um, he could probably make some plays, you know, in the Pac-12 uh, when it's it's more skewed towards offense. This obviously wasn't a Pac-12 opponent. And a lot of people kind of counted out Oregon, you know, because they did just get demolished. They didn't even show any kind of like, hey, man, we're a pretty decent squad here against Georgia. Now we'll see where what Georgia does to other teams too, so maybe it won't look bad. But I thought that was a big, big win by Oregon. And by, you know, for Bo Nix to kind of go nuts, you know, that A&M Miami game, you know, going in Miami, it's funny because their number one wide receiver, I was like, you know, he, we know he'll make plays, but who else is going to make some plays? You know, they lost their top two receivers from last year and it was like, hmm, they got some potential, no doubt about it. But then find out later in the week, their number one receivers out of the game. And he's going to be out for like six weeks. And then during the game, uh, what is probably maybe their second or third, he broke his thumb. So he's going to be out for a little bit. And you're like, I didn't feel good about the Miami game just in general. Uh, I think Chris Ball is a great fit, but I don't expect a ton this year uh, right off the bat. Um, and A&M just did enough. They didn't really add a bunch of wrinkles, but it was really that, Miami not closing the door on certain drives, whether it's a missed field goal, not getting a touchdown. They just didn't finish off. And in that air where, you know, Stevenson, uh, the, the punt returner, let the ball hop. And, uh, you know, that's how they scored their, their other touchdown to get up. So um, wasn't overly disappointed, but anytime you only get nine points, that kind of shows you A&M uh, definitely got some pressure. And then there was like six or seven drops from the uh, wide receivers, so that wasn't a good well, look and, there. Go ahead. And if you look at the back of the box score, Chris, sorry, the the audio popped up all of a sudden. I thought it was off. Um, of the game, uh, Miami's quarterback had better numbers, and Miami's running attack had better numbers. The yeah, yeah. The, so the 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 Aggies' offense is not solved. You're thinking, okay, a seventeen to nine win, maybe looked okay. Um, Max Johnson. 10 of 20, a buck 40, one touchdown. Right. A QB rating of 46.7, which is nothing to brag about. And they ran Four the ball. 12 and on third down, too, yeah. Yeah, they only got carries. 16 first downs, dude. Miami got 27 first downs. And, and that tells you they're not closing the door, you know? Yeah, because yeah, Miami, Miami had uh, an extra almost 80 yards passing and an extra 50 yards rushing the game. And I see they lost the fumble, but that's one of those games where Jimbo still has to get this offense figured out. Now, his defense played lights out. My other point to kind of uh, wrap up what you were just saying for those first two games, and this is an angle you got to look at for betting, is how often college teams bounce back from something good or can't handle a huge win and get another one in a row. Because I would bet you a ton of money. Let's say BYU and Oregon played again in a month. Right. I would say that game is probably going to be closer. But what? BYU came off a huge win at home. They stormed the field. They beat Baylor double OT. Go up to Oregon. They looked like a completely different team. Same thing well, with that Texas. Kicker, 
that kicker, that first kick, I was like, oh, shit, dude, it's a wrap. It's over. That was a horrible kick right off the bat. We had no chance at all. And it wasn't like from way out. You know, I was like, oh, yeah, you're done. You're done. Well, and same thing, and, and I, if you if you followed my predictions, you, you made a good little chunk of money. I wish I would have followed myself more than I sometimes I uh, forget to. But Texas Tech had a good win last week. Go lose on the road. A&M. So they had the opposite, where they got embarrassed. Yeah. They blew a, a game, and they come back and win. So in college yeah, a lot football. Of people took that Miami, too. They took the bait. They took the cheese. It, oh, it's yeah, just going to be, it, you know. It's so hard to either cons- to win a huge game, and then especially travel and win another. Or if you are a good team, once you get embarrassed, you know that week in practice is hell. The coaches are on their ass. Boom, they bounce back. So, again, I'm not saying this trend works for everything imaginable. But more, majority of the time, Chris, if you win a big game in college football and you got to travel on the road and play a decent competitive team, boom, you're going to lose or you're not going to cover. That's an angle to look right. at and pursue down the road as we go throughout the whole season. Yeah, and that's – usually what separates elite teams, but that could even happen to elite teams where they just grind one out and look ugly. They get it done. Mm -hmm. Uh, Speaking of special teams, Friday night, I get off a little early, so I'm able to go home, watch the DVR version of the Florida State Louisville. I got plus uh, or minus two uh, Florida State. And then they start speaking of missing field goals and looking horrible on special teams. I was like, I can't believe I put my faith in a Florida State special team unit. As a Miami Hurricane fan, how in the hell did I not know not to rely on a damn, you know, they lost their freaking, uh, their, who's a pretty damn good uh, quarterback. I was like, oh, but they, they pulled it off. That, that quarterback came off the bench and showed he had some balls right away. So I was like, all right, they may win this game. And sure enough, they did. Um, that Purdue-Syracuse game, was a grinded out game. Then there, you know, we see this a lot this year, fourth quarter explosions or second half explosions in general. And that definitely was explosive. That kind of, it, it kind of turned on that pick six uh, by Purdue. That dude was playing really well because he's a damn good quarterback for what it, you know, what they asked him to do. And uh, they just couldn't really overcome it after that. But all the way down to the wire, that game came. Um, and Texas got a good challenge from UTSA. I was wondering if that 12 and a half, 13, I think it closed at 13. I was looking at that, looking at that. I never did take it. I did it in my prediction blog, and but I didn't actually take it. Uh, and I'm kind of glad I didn't now. But for a while there, when they were up 17 to 7 on Texas, kind of like what we're saying, like, man, are they going to be able to do this? I don't know. We'll see. But Syracuse looks like a handful of years ago where they're really moving the ball. It's, you know, they, they play well in that dome. That was a good game, though. That was a fun game. It was. And, you know, you normally would never expect um, to see a over 40-point fourth quarter. But, much like App State happened with Carolina, same thing with Syracuse and Purdue. And Purdue, like, if you're a Purdue fan, Chris, this year has been miserable. Yeah, you you blew you 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 didn't you didn't clock uh manage properly and lost to Penn State at home, and then you had just a, a tough beat here in Syracuse too. Like you could easily be three and zero, maybe like receiving votes, and instead you know you've already got two lot like and I said like Purdue's got a good coach. Obviously, it's been a tough year for him already, but that team, um, kind of like BYU was a couple of years ago for us. 
if you want to watch a close game, a majority yeah. of the time when Purdue plays, they, they may not win, they may not cover, or they may win. But their games are going to provide some type of dramatic because that Adrian O'Connell, you mentioned, he's a good quarterback. He doesn't maybe have five-star talent around him, but they're like a well-coached team. They just got to – they've been uh, on the wrong side of the coin uh, for the first couple of uh, weeks this year. Um, yeah, no doubt about it. You know, speaking of uh, teams we've talked about earlier in the year, um, Florida, who they've had a weird season kind of already. They looked great against Utah. They got the job done. Looked flat against Kentucky. Um, and we're maybe a little bit hungover, or maybe teams really are kind of solving out how to guard the quarterback because they beat South Florida 28-31. to 31. They beat them by three. Um, to the best of my knowledge, Chris, I don't think the South Florida team is much to brag about. Um, so I know Gord- the Gators, not the Gators, are ranked 18th. Okay. They quarterback Richardson, 10 of 18 for a buck 12 with two picks had a QB rating of 11.6 and only ran the ball for 24 yards. So, man, again, just if you're a Utah fan, you got to be thinking, well, son of a bitch. Like, we'd literally, if we could add film on this guy, because this is back-to-back weeks now where after he put on a clinic against Utah and cost Utah a potential chance at a New Year's Bowl, has now looked rather pedestrian. Now, I know that, you know, the Gators, I'm sure that they got a new coach that are getting the players ready in there. They might be a contender in, in the SEC this year, possibly. But what a, what a weird start to their season, Chris, where you probably you beat Utah in really fun game week one. You love teams that do challenge each other for true home and road games. But then you, you, you get kind of beat up by Kentucky, and then you barely squeak one out at home. Um, is this Florida team um, maybe heading the right direction? Are they overhyped? Is this quarterback going to have to realize he's going to have to throw the ball a little bit? What's your take on them? Because, like I said, their season's kind of off to a goofy start. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't know. It's a good question. I think we're going to find out a little bit more, uh, especially with that point spread. And, and this is kind of a, a theme of what we're talking about, good, bad, good, bad, mediocre. Are they going to turn up? and play really well like they did enough to, to beat Utah earlier in the year. So they got a big one here. I mean, I think, you know, the quarterback, you're not going to solve, uh, you're not going to solve his passing issues during the year. I mean, you can sure. improve a little bit, you know, sure. You could definitely improve. You could scheme some guys open or whatever, but um, you know, I'm sure he'll have some good games some crappy games or whatever, but yeah, I don't think that's going to change per se. Um, but I wouldn't be, you know, we'll, we'll get into the prediction segment, but yeah, it is a tough, uh, it's a tough one because they, they, they faced a, a good program and got the job done and then turned around and, you know, looked good, like 16 to 10 at half, you know, like you said, against Kentucky. And then not much after that, you know, it was definitely shut down. No doubt about it. Um, I don't think either of us predicted a not not necessarily a Penn State couldn't win but a 41 to 12 man Jesus like Auburn's one of those schools that just normally plays pretty good at home and I don't think that that Clifford for Penn State has looked that good this year but holy cow Penn State whooped there was no war eagle chance going on Chris a Penn State 41 to 12 beat down and again I know Auburn is definitely the weaker schools and out of the Bama schools but 
Um, maybe they're really trying to just. I don't, trying to say South Alabama's better than Auburn right now? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I think there's some boys chilling in Tuscaloosa, my friend, that might have something to say. But well, you said the uh, you said Alabama teams plural. Well, South yeah, Alabama's as, as, as in the, Alabama, dog. I'm just saying. No, I'm still bitter that they beat me. Uh, I, I'm just, I, I don't know the last time I've seen it in Auburn. Yeah, it was game ass Yeah, that, dude, holy I had them. I had Penn State minus three, but I oh, never, good I bet. never would have, uh, I never would have guessed it would turn out like that. No way. No way at all. And I, 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 I like the squad, man. They can get to the quarterback. They always have, you know, um, athletes. They always, I, that quarterback is, to me, is pretty underrated. I thought he, he uh you know, God, my internet is just doing just weird stuff. Sorry. That quarterback, I've always kind of liked him more than you. I don't think he's, uh you know, he's going to win the Heisman or nothing like that. Sure. But, uh you know, he I liked what he did. We talked about earlier what he did at Purdue there. Um, sometimes he'll have just a mediocre game and then save his best for last, and, and that's kind of what he did against Purdue. But. Yeah, this Penn State squad, man, when I looked at, like, just from, like, a Minnesota Gophers perspective, um, at Michigan State this week, and then in a few weeks, uh, it's actually at Penn State. And I always looked like that was going to be, you know, the tougher one. I thought that was pretty clear. Um, but, yeah, Penn State, I mean, that's a huge – I think that's the biggest uh, victory over an SEC team uh, in their history. I think that's what I read, something like that. But wow, yeah, Penn, Penn State, man, they uh, like you said, I mean, we know Auburn's not Auburn, but they're not just going to roll over. But sure. At least that's what we thought going in, <laughs> but they uh, <laughs> they were rolling over and saying, "Yeah, go ahead, it's the wedding night or something," you know, take me. I don't know, but um, but yeah, that 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 was a little surprise. Like I said, I picked Penn State, I put money on it, but. I didn't think it would go like that. Um, that the the games under the radar, right? The 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 little teams, you know, going head to head. Troy and Appalachian State. The ending on that. First of all, um, for Troy to go up, they're up twenty eight to twenty four, right? And <laughs> it's crazy because you see that there's a seventeen play. 73-yard drive that lasted almost nine minutes in the fourth quarter. And I, I screenshot uh, it just because it was like a minute nine left. Troy has the ball, 28-24. And like I said, they had just came off this, you know, drive that just, you know, just hurt them. I mean, to go that long, dude. I mean, 17 plays, nine-minute drive. That, that's like you got to get some points there. But to turn it right around and do what they did um, on fourth and ten, by the way, at the buzzer, 53-yard chuck by Chase Bright. Christian Horn comes down with it. And you just don't normally see that type of Hail Mary, you know, where you you actually don't catch it in the end zone. you still got some running into um, those shots, that radio call, it just, you love it. You got to love it. And you always know about the, you know, the stadium and all that because in the, the college general, because it's literally cut right into the Appalachians. Um, 
and the fact that game day was there and everything, I mean, that, that was just cool in general, man. Yeah, and again, coming off emotional highs, like, not that their opponent was weak, but like, again, you beat A&M, you're the big man on campus, like, of course, you're probably going to be a little sleepwalkish, but then to continue your partying week, you know, you know, you have a walk, you essentially have a walk off, which is a baseball term used rarely for football, but a walk off Hail Mary, like that really was just a, a cool story. Um, one of these games coming up soon, App State's going to have a letdown moment. I'm not sure when that moment's going to be, but again, with college football, they're due for a, a hiccup at some point, Chris. But um, yeah, again, just a, a cool story along with the fact that, you know, speaking of the schools that we freaking Vandy's undefeated and Rutgers, Rutgers is three and zero too. Like this is a weird, oh, such a goofy kind of weird year that who the hell would have thought that if you, if you predicted before the year started that Rutgers, uh, Vandy and Kansas would all win their first nine games collectively. I'd be like, okay, yeah, like you can get, throw Duke in there too. Yeah, three, you know. yeah, go 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 to the go to a bet window and bet that, dude. And you're probably gonna make a, a nice little chunk of change. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, no kidding. A big chunk of change. Um, uh, one. Uh, oh, right, I just one one upset. Okay. Is kind of wrap this um recap up. Um, Tulane is three and zero, but they were not predicted to beat K State. They were anywhere between a. A 13 to a 17 point dog, depending on when you bet them. But uh, Tulane, and again, a lot of people kind of had K State as like a sneaker, sneaking team to maybe compete and win the Big 12. Yeah. Um, I mean, not that they can't do that, but the Tulane Green Wave, who have some of the sick, those awkward green helmets and jerseys, I think they're some of the coolest in sports. But, anyways, um, Tulane 17 to 10 victory at K State. Um, if anyone bet that ticket, good for you. And the other ticket I, I I happened to lose on, I took uh, Georgia State. I really thought they would beat up Charlotte because Charlotte had been playing really, really bad this year. And Georgia State was minus 20. But uh, I, I picked Georgia State minus 20. And Charlotte beat them by uh, 42 to 40. So that bet kind of backfired, Chris. I don't, in college football, man, it, it, you know the, the point spreads are always so much more drastic at times in the NFL because the NFL yeah. you normally – Normally would never, ever see a 20-point dog. And besides maybe like that one-year Brady and Moss teamed up together. Uh, but in college yeah, football, right. yeah. if you can find that, if you can find those couple of moments, dude, it, your weekends can be a whole lot of fun. It's hard to do. But um, there's definitely a couple of, you know, norm, and even in college football, normally a 17- and 20-point dog don't win. But this past weekend, again, it wasn't the glamorous uh, high-profile high teams of week prior. But some, some big upsets that could have made some people's days. Yeah, no doubt about it. And then just kind of dueling programs here because of the head coach's new head coach. Notre Dame did get the dub. They had to grind it out. They got the dub 24 to 17. And then keeping tabs, uh, LSU uh, were down kind of early, not big, but down early to Mississippi State. They were the three point uh, uh, home dog. And uh, they ended up. Looking pretty good down the stretch of that game, thirty-one to sixteen. Um, any other items that you'd like to discuss before we move on to week fourteen, sir? Uh, I just want to say, fight on and hotty toddy, as Lincoln Riley and Lane Kiffin both pull off some wins this year. So I'm happy for both my guys. USC's coming back, uh, maybe for the first time in what it's probably fifteen freaking years at least, and. Uh, my like, like my co-host said before the show started, um, it's not been pretty yet this year. The Lane Kiffin's playing some easy teams, but they're winning games and they're getting ready. 
for that bye week and then get to play Bama. So I'm sure they'll get their ass kicked. But I, I'm I'm eager with anticipation so far, my friend. Yeah, sounds like you got a lot of confidence going into that game. Um, <laughs> I, had confidence. I had confidence Texas, last year, Chris, and, and I got I got put in check after the first quarter. <laughs> I got put in check really quick. Yeah, <laughs> what the heck is going on with my damn internet? It just keeps jumping up and down and all around. So if the if the recording's a little funky, I apologize. Um, it should be back to good again. Anyway. Um, yeah, and my Gophers, by the way, get, you know, handled Colorado, um, just pretty much dominated them. Uh, Mo Abraham, though, or Ibrahim, I should say, uh, over 200 yards for the fourth time in his career. That's a new Gophers program record. And Daryl Thompson, who was a stud in the 90s, um, he is now, Mo is tied with him for most touchdowns in football, uh, you know, in, in the history of Minnesota Gophers football, which actually has a long history. You wouldn't know it um, because they three-peated. The problem is, Marshall, they three-peated 34, 35, and 36. So that was <laughs> quite a long time ago. Um, speaking of, we did hear um, we did hear about Herm Edwards is parting ways from ASU after they lost at home to Eastern Michigan last night. And there is, you know, uh, an NCAA investigation. Now, whether that has to do with actually Herm or not, or maybe it's a couple of assistants or who knows, Uh, it's too early to tell. But what we do know is he is gone. Um, So that's not a huge shocker in a sense, just because you've heard a lot of stuff around the program and, uh, and all that stuff, but um, yeah, another one I gotta say, Washington. See, this is where Vegas just knows. You know, they they opened up as a four, um, and you're like, well, you know, they should be better than they have been, and we know Washington can build a, a competent program. We are, we know that. Uh, we know that from the '90s. We know that from a, a chunk of years ago, like four or five years ago. Um, but. That Penix, man, you give Pen- when Penix is healthy and you give him some time, he was. I know it's e- you know I know it's much it's less difficult. I won't say easy, but less difficult to throw on Michigan State. But golly, he looked great in that game, and it was sixteen to zero before you even know it. You're like it's sixteen. Oh my, it's twenty two to eight. Oh, and twenty what twenty nine to eight and a half. I mean that. I think it was the third touchdown, but that pass that he threw where he Dipped left, looked like he was going to run, then juke somebody out and just put it right on the on the button. Penix is looking good. Washington's looking good. That was a big win for their program, um, even though they were the favorite. I had my eye on that going, man, are, are we sure? Are we sure? Well, Washington was sure, no doubt about that, man. That, that was uh, – that's a big win, no doubt about it. So, um. And we'll talk about the crafty, crappy pick of the week to close the show like we normally do. But week four is upon us. Kansas is not ranked. Some people thought maybe they could sneak in. Um, we'll see. Uh, Washington did bump up to 18 off of that big victory, you know, protecting their home. Um, so, the you know, on paper, it's not ranked versus ranked crazy. 
but three of them is pretty damn good, and there's a couple other games just inside the top 25 games. We're not even talking about the games flying under the radar. There are some games flying under the radar, though, um, because of you know some of these marquee matchups. Clemson, though, number five Clemson at number 20, 21 Wake Forest. Uh, Clemson is a seven-and-a-half point favorite. Kind of interesting here. Um, Wake Forest hasn't played as good so far as they had uh, the previous year. Maybe they're starting to catch up to that. Quarterback's still putting up crazy numbers, Hartman. But you know, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. It's not like Clemson's like a juggernaut on offense, which always these last two years have really surprised me. There, it's just like how, what, where, what, why. Um, then we have this one that we talked about. We've talked about both these programs, especially Florida today, but even off air right before we hit the record button. Number 20, Florida, 2-1, and one, just got by. Maybe they were looking ahead. They could have been looking ahead uh, to this game, but they're visiting uh, Knoxville. Number 11, Tennessee. Yes, I said that. Number 11, 3-0, and oh, but Marshall. They're an 11-point – speaking of 11, right now they're an 11-point favorite at home. And then the other one, Arkansas, Texas A&M. We'll get into these games. Let's start there, though. I mean, I think Tennessee's going to win the game. I think you think they do. But are we are we just sold to not even take a flyer out on that 11? I mean, it just feels like that number is going to push down to single digits here by Friday. Man, this one, I mean, in Tennessee, again, my my good friend, she, she loves the team, but they are professionals at, like, this point in their fan base. Like, this, you know, <laughs> they, they are. Um, and, God, that, that that's a lot of respect. Um, I think I think maybe they're getting the respect just because the way the quarterback has played. But, I mean, well, God, so I was going to say Kentucky's. They went to overtime with Pitt. Yeah, I know well, Kentucky's road, got a good defense. So I was gonna, I, my, I'm, my, I'm just kind of speaking out loud, thinking out yeah. this Florida quarterback for, um, again, Kentucky's got a good D. They, and Kentucky has Florida issues, but then you struggle with South Florida, and your quarterback throws two picks. Like, we we know Tennessee's gonna score. Like, right. and and honestly, Chris, if you, if you look back at the Utah game, which Florida was lucky to win, Utah was first in goal from the five twice and didn't get a single point. And lost that game, you know, with the last second pick. So you assume Tennessee's going to rack up the points. Now, can their defense watch film like it appears like the rest of America has and shut down the quarterback? I think they can. But that 11 for a rivalry game, that is a very big number. Um, I, I'm guessing, I'm guessing they're getting the, the love. Motivated Florida team, like we've said, you know, because yeah, and I mean, the, these teams, it, it's a long time rivalry. I just, God. I think Tennessee, I'm with you. I think they win, but I don't know if I could take the 11 points because that's, that's a very generous spread. And maybe that quarterback will find some open avenues with his feet on the Asmiel to find the last couple yeah. of weeks. Yeah, but it should be a, a great game. It's 2.30 CBS SEC game. Should be a great watch. But I would maybe either – I'd maybe like tease Tennessee down. Put them in a teaser. Then they got to win by like four or five. Then it becomes a little more enjoyable. Because, you know, like, man, rivalry game, 11 points, that's a lot of respect. Um, yeah, and Pitt, Pitt put a fair amount. I mean, Pitt could have won that game. I mean, oh, yeah. 
Win an OT for sure. And they couldn't protect their quarterback worth a, anything. And, and they were already on, what, the third guy by then? I mean, mm-hmm. they went through, yeah, they went to the third guy, then the second guy came back in limping. So it's like, yeah. and he, even in these last games, it's like they won the game, but he was still getting hit hard. So I'm like, mm-hmm. man, I don't I don't know. I, I, right now, I feel like you got to, my gut's saying take the 11 right now because it's going to be single digits by Thursday night Friday. And, and I, I, that's my opinion. I don't know. Well, if it's true. And but, oh, sorry. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And and to to go on that same time slot, um, you have two games that are under a field goal. Uh, I'll combo them together like you like to do, and I'll throw it to you because one of them involves your boys. Um, Notre Dame travels to North Carolina, who we know loves to play offense and defensively is allergic. And also, your Golden Gophers travel to Sparty. Golden Gophers minus two and a half at Sparty. The Irish minus one at UNC. Um, we're kind of talking like about a Final Four basketball game here too. Um, what is your take on the Irish as a very small favorite and your Gophers as a small favorite walking into Sparty Land? What was the first one? My my uh, my headset's a little messed up. What 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 is uh, the first one that you said? What game? Um, Notre Dame minus one at UNC, and then your Gophers minus two and a half at Sparty. Okay, so you you already said screw it, let's go to the other stuff. Okay. Well, I just like they were all on the two thirty. They were on the two thirty oh, time slot. It just threw me off. It just threw me off. That's all. I couldn't hear what you said the first one. Um, and that was a pick'em game, I think on my bookie too, uh, or I think it is right now that Notre Dame North Carolina game. I like Notre Dame to win this game. I don't know exactly why. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, they got a good <laughs> love the well, confidence, they, brother. <laughs> they got a good defense, um, and we know North Carolina doesn't. We, we know that for true, a fact. true. Um, and I just maybe they'll. I just think they're going to have success uh, running the ball and then play action, and then maybe they can find something out of their quarterbacks. You know. Um, I, that dude's banged up, right? The, their quarterback, or did he did he come back? Is he playing? Um, I can't remember if, if that. I think he's. I think he's gonna play. I know he got banged up in that game, but um, yeah, I don't. Know. I just wasn't ready to, for this game just yet. So, um, I like Notre Dame though. I do like Notre Dame. That that is one that it was a pick 'em game. Uh, like I said, I think it's pick them on my bookie right now. It's I'm looking at this spread. It they got Notre Dame by one. I just think their defense is so bad. It's gonna be like it'll be a ball control where Notre Dame will actually be able to move the ball and ball sure. control. And as long as they don't throw some kind of pick six or like a, a kickoff return or <laughs> something like that, which you know they've had just this. I just think they're gonna come out and be like, hey. Do you guys remember that first half against Ohio State? Do you remember that? Because it did it's not a year ago. You know what I mean? It's it's True. literally it happened in this in September. It happened. Um, so that that's that's what I got there. Um, and then the uh, the Gophers. So yeah, Gophers Michigan State. Um, off top, the only bet I've made so far, funny enough, is Michigan State. Um, I actually let me double check. I, I actually think I, I picked them um, straight up so I could get that because I do think that spread's going to go down minorly. 
Yeah, I picked okay. him so I could have that plus 117. Um, so I, I picked Michigan State. Um, and it's one of those things that I'll gladly lose some money if my squad gets a nice road game win. Sure. You know, I, I'm cool. We talked about that before we started recording. But here's the thing. The one thing we all know you can do, and this was last year too, you could throw on Michigan State. The problem is the number one, far and away number one go-to guy where you could throw him the ball ten times is done for the season. Um, they're going to put a, you know, a, a, they're going to try to get him in a redshirt medical. Who knows if he'll even take it. He's a he's a really good college football player. Um, I don't know how he'll do in the pros, but he's damn good. And he's been there a long time. Him and the quarterback are on the same page. And he was just a, a perfect number one. So then, like, Dillian Wright and some other guys we got, uh, Jackson and um, I can't remember the other guy's name right now, but they got play. They got guys that can make play, and they have brought in the tight end more to the game plan this year. Um, so that's going to have to happen. But they got this guy at Texas A&M uh, transfer. He came on last year, had uh, some tragedy happen in his life, and so it kind of slowed him down, missed some games and whatnot. But he's a playmaker. He's six three, two ten. You know, I mean, he, he he's the real deal, but I'm just thinking, man, you know, it does seem like uh, the offensive coordinator, Shiraka, who came back this year, um, who was there for, you know, with P.J. pretty much the whole time until Penn State came knocking with a higher, you know, budget. And then he, you know, they had a bad year and, and, and you know, he was one of the guys that got let go. I think the whole staff got let go or most of it. And uh, so I'm just like, man. We've been passing minorly. We just haven't played anybody yet, but they've dominated people. So I think they're both sides aligned for Minnesota. They were breaking in some new players, whether it's a transfer or just young guys that we had. None of them are like true freshmen or anything like that, so that kind of makes me feel pretty good about it. But I think these three games against really lackluster opponents is exactly what both sides of the line needed. But I'm just wondering, like, man, your first – test is going to be on the road Michigan State's going to be pissed off um, so that's the only thing kind of holding me back on this one I do think that line will come back but um, so I'm, I'm just going to go Michigan State um, to win that game How, what says you about those two games so it's funny because it, it is a small world that uh, Dalen Wright the wide receiver you're spot, talking about from Texas he actually uh-huh. went to the high school I worked at so I actually him and I were like buddies because I was a, a, he had a class. Uh, he, he was in a classroom where I would teach the following period. So I always kind of talk to him in the hallways and say hi. And I always say, what's up, coach? So that Dalen Wright, he's, he's a good kid. I, 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 hey, got, to, I got to know he him from my high school. He made a great catch this last week in the end zone for a touchdown. You yeah, you're right. Yeah, he went to A&M. Yeah. Didn't, didn't quite work out for, you know, oh. the red shirt and all that stuff. Yeah, he, he's a good kid. So it's cool that kind of. He showed yeah. his potential last year, man. Mm-hmm. He, he, he's. He's a guy you could throw it to. I just think they're gonna be. It's gonna be more like spreading it around. But that is interesting. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Who would have thought, right? Yeah. Um, no. He's, so he's, he's got he's he's got the skill, dude. It's right there. You can see it. You know. I I think Vegas is still kind of giving spark. I'm I'm really not sure where the ranking came from because all they've done so far this year. Well, I mean, they just lost to uh, University of Washington, and you know, last year. 
they had a number one like NFL receiver and an NFL running back and a quarterback that yeah. was ho-hum average because I watched them play last year. That team gave me some heart attacks. So why they were ranked, okay, you beat Western Michigan, and then you destroyed Akron, who is the worst team in college football. So why were you ranked 11th when you lost star-studied elite so talent? People, you know, I think so. Well, first of all, they got ranked again, obviously, based off last year. Sure. And also, a lot of people lost since then. In True. The, in the, you know, so I think that's it. That that's, goes back to the rankings don't matter right now because you're mm-hmm. right. They, they had no business being there. And to be fair, Miami had no business being ranked that high either. Well, I, with that being said, I, I think just from what I've heard, and obviously I've listened to Minneapolis Sport Talk like you and uh, some friends who are Gopher fans along with you, I just think Minnesota's a better team. Like, the rankings may not show, but from what I've seen and what I've heard, I think the Gophers are a better squad. So I'm taking your Gophers to go into Sparty Land and put them on a two-game losing streak. And for Notre Dame, Carolina, I think Notre Dame is really they, – they've been battle-tested. Like, every game they've almost played Dude, this they year. Really unfortunately, it, it's so – Like, I, them I, and Appalachian State are, like, about as battle-tested <laughs> as possible, dude. I, I Notre Dame is probably dying for a bye week. But I think that they're – like you said, they're – their their defense is better. Now, obviously, yep. Carolina's got better offense, but I I think yeah, I think it's Notre hard Dame to say hot. something good about them. I found that out, <laughs> but there's something to them, obviously. Like like last last handful of years, North Carolina will have a couple of talented wide receivers with a quarterback that can chuck it. But I think yeah, What's the over under on that puppy. Um, it's fifty nine, I believe. I remember actually. I, I bet that over last year when they played, and that yeah. game it, it it didn't hit. I'm still yeah you know, I still remember that because I was oh like I was thinking the exact same thing of like oh it's going to be a, a high scoring affair right and and it wasn't. Now this year I think that you know no, no, North Carolina's defense is even worse. So again Notre Dame could probably move down the field, but yeah so I'm going we're we're we're, we're together on the Irish and play drives you know yeah yeah. Uh, so we're together on the Irish, and then, I yeah, I think your Gophers, I think they're a better squad. I think there's a little too much of Vegas um, power ranking, you know, team ranking love right now for Sparty. Okay, let's let's go off our format, okay? Rank versus rank, marquee matchups first, sir. Um, plus, I mean, there's some good, like that Arkansas-Texas A&M, that's an interesting matchup there. But before we get there, Clemson, who, speaking of offense, Speaking of not having one, um, you know, comparatively compared to you know what they were able to do. Don't get me wrong; they, they, you know, they're averaging forty-one points right now, uh, but it's not like they've you know played anyone great or anything like that. But just kind of piggybacking off last year, where they just weren't the defense is why they won games. Let's just put it that way. Um, right now. Wake Forest, uh, in my mind, has underachieved. We know that uh, Liberty's a good, you know, they're independent, right? Yeah. Yep. Good independent squad, good, you know, mid-major. They almost lost to them. They got, I mean, they got a stud quarterback, you know, Hartman, who's going to put up points and all that. But, you know, what is it, seven and a half? I wouldn't doubt if that number goes down a little bit, um, but I like Clemson here uh, to get the job done. And then Arkansas and Texas A&M, 
Um, I'll let you hit that one up, and I'll and I'll come back and, and predict the Arkansas A and M. What do you what says you about those two ranked versus ranked teams or matchups? I should say. Uh, it's it's really hard to take Clemson minus. Well, just from a betting standpoint, they they have the much less skilled quarterback, and they're getting over a touchdown and a half point on the road. Like, I just no, nah, I, I can't do that. Which is like, still shocks me that that guy hasn't been on the. I know they've lost talent, you know. I I get that, but remember when he came in on that one game. Like two years ago, I think it was against Notre Dame, and he fucking looked great, dude. But that's also when they had everything going, besides just the defense, you know. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I just I I can't. Okay, from from yeah, from a betting standpoint, or even a pick standpoint, I will take a home team with the regular pick or with the point spread for sure. And I know that obviously Clemson's defense is superior to Wake Forest, as I get that. But that ukulele, like he he's just. That game against um, Georgia Tech, like, that was a pretty close game until they kind of ran up there in the very fourth quarter. Like, this yeah. Clemson squad is not what they've been of years past. And, again, Dabu, in fairness, when we're talking coaches and staff and all that, he lost a lot of his top – he lost his OC and DC. So, like, you know, it's a whole new squad with him this year. So I'll gladly take Wake. Well, I think oh. those comments are biting him in the ass, though, too. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think. The, if they start paying players, mm-hmm. I'm out. It's like, well, they start paying players. I think your players were out, you know? Yeah. And, man, for this next one, dear Lord. Um, I'm going under. Our, How about that? <laughs> yeah. 49 yeah. under. It feels like I, it can happen. But God, Arkansas's def- the Arkansas's secondary is destroyed. Holy God, this is a tough one. Okay, so and and these team well, these teams always play at the Dallas Cowboys Stadium right in my backyard. Um, they normally always seem to be really close competitive games. Uh, Arkansas has a much better offense. A and M has a much better defense. Which side do you trust more? Um, Arkansas's defense actually was supposed to be pretty damn good this year. But already into the season, you've lost your two starting quarterbacks and an elite safety, and, like, your defense is just getting gashed. Like, I think that A&M offense is going to look okay this upcoming week. And, ah, dear Lord, God, I, if I'd, I – I wouldn't – Yeah, Do you like the under? Well, I, I mean, M- Missouri State, like, g- gashed – I mean, th- this – South, ah, this Arkansas defense they were down is, seventeen to zero. Dude. I know, and even twenty-seven seventeen late. They um, broke off a huge run in the fourth yeah. quarter. I think it was to get back in that game all the way. I don't know, brother. I I, I wouldn't I wouldn't bet. I mean, again, yeah, I'm staying away from. Wh- 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 which I can't side go you to want? the well, dude. I can't yeah. go to the well again. Arkansas's got me two nice victories. I just can't go to the well again right now. They just keep getting banged up. Every single week, you know, I know there's 131 teams, but I don't, I, I, there's probably like a team that could be pretty damn great or pretty damn good. Um, I don't know if they've taken more, like they've taken just, it's a serious injuries too. And They're again, always, mind you, uh, on our first podcast of the year, we, they arguably have the toughest schedule in the yeah. whole country. Like yeah. it, it ain't getting easier. So, gee, and a lot of these injuries are season-ending, too, which is even, you know, bumps and bruises, mm-hmm. sure, but these guys are out yeah. for the year. That is awful luck. 
key guys too. You're always mm-hmm. going to have injuries, you know, but it's just a matter of, you know, what kind of injury, who, who's getting injured. Yeah. I'm not touching it. I'm going to pick a and M, you know, for prediction's sake here on the sure. show, but yeah, I'm, I'm not touching it, dude. It's, when I go to write my prediction blog at the end of the week on Thursday, it's going to be like, Ooh. I'll, I'll, I'll pick yeah. Arkansas. I'll, I'll, they'll, they'll find a way to scrap one out. Hopefully, get no more injuries. But I would, I would bet that maybe live bet, but I wouldn't bet that game before it kicks off. Yeah, I mean that that quarterback's a stud. I love watching him play. But okay, yes. so number seven USC Trojans. Pete Carroll and Reggie Bush are not there, but they do have a, a, a head coach and a quarterback that are pretty damn good. I'll tell you that. They have a wide, multiple wide receivers. Um, USC visiting Oregon State right now as it sits, it's six and a half. Um, what says you about this? You know, before we got on here, you had something to say about the Trojans traditionally uh, visiting Oregon State and how that goes. That 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 place has always been a house of horrors for USC. That that you court going to Corvallis, they have oh and of course the game's on Pac twelve network. Son of a bitch. So much for watching that. Um Damn, I didn't even I, look at that. I, Jesus, that that's, that's why you're gonna go away, Pac twelve. Yeah. That's why you're gonna go God, away. God, that's ridiculous. Yeah. That's so uh, going to the Big Ten and the other half is going to the uh the Big Twelve. Oregon State's undefeated, USC's undefeated rank seven. That game's gotta be on T V. Uh well it, it is, but to a small select few. Um I oh god I I hope now they USC got over the hurdle they beat Stanford Stanford has caused them trouble too but yeah it's never easy to go to Oregon State um uh, I hope USC wins I do think that they they have had some luck they've been playing teams who've had some quarterbacks who got injured and some luck there but Lincoln Riley offensively has that team moving and they've pretty much been a, an elite first half team so. Again, if I, I hope it happens again. Again, get out early, kind of coast to a lead. Like I, and USC, they're plus ten right now on the turnover margin this year. They've yet to force, they've yet to give up a turnover. So Lady Luck has been on USC's side. I do think they're going to find a way to win the game. It it won't be easy because they never seem to have any easy success in Oregon State. But I think Lincoln Riley's got the team rolling. Keep winning those first halves. Keep if you hold on the ball, Chris. It's amazing how good things can turn out. Um, so I'll take USC to win. Um, I'll take them to cover. I think they win by seven. May, just barely squeak it out. But I'll take USC to win. But, dude, that, that place is difficult to play in. Thankfully, Caleb Williams has never had to go through there uh, up until now. So USC finds a way. But, uh, that, ah, God, I wish that. I hope they switch the TVs around. Put put on, like, uh, freaking, like, I don't know, Utah against Colorado or something. Like, let us watch that game. Yeah, man. You can watch it on an app or something, probably. They probably don't have the app. Yeah, 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 and um, you probably have to pay to watch the game, you know, for a single-day purchase or something. Ugh. Right, and it'll probably be all effed up, too. It'll be mm-hmm. like a bullshit stream. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I mean, I, I I thought they, you know, I had the money on Fresno State. I had, or I mean, I had Oregon State, Fresno State, that miracle ending there where he scored walk-off style. It was a great game. Uh on CBS Sports Network. Shit, put it on there. Um, sure. Yeah, I remember watching that. It was the last game that was on. Or actually, technically, BYU-Baylor started before, but they went in overtime, so that was the last game on. But anyway, 
What are your thoughts? You think that six and a half is going to go up? Just a little bit. Um, uh, I, that's what I'm I, stuck on. Yeah, I think you know? I think it'll bounce between that six and a half to seven. I I don't see it changing too much. Or yeah, that's probably a pretty well set number. And I'm sure if it gets bet to seven, it's probably gonna get bet down. You know, people are it depends what yeah. side of the like the professionals are taking. It's probably gonna stay somewhere in that range, though. I'd imagine, sir. Well, speaking as a professional, um, I uh. Yeah, I'm looking at that line. I think USC will win, but, man, if that gets up to seven and a half, eight, I think I may pounce on it just because I like the good vibes that Oregon State started last year. And, they're, they, you know, this, this is the Super Bowl. This is a big game for them. You know, I know they got a rivalry game and all that, but this is a huge game for them this early in the season, no doubt about it. Um, and then Washington jumps into the rankings, 18th, well-deserved. They're 12 and a half favorite over Stanford 18 to 23 year olds I guess with COVID it's like 24 year olds now but um I'm not saying Stanford will win I'm just saying could that could they sneak under that 12 and a half I'm gonna keep an eye on that I'm not I don't feel great about it or anything like that but it does make me think we've been on this theme all day um, another one, keeping it Pac-12. So, hey, Pat, so we got Oregon and Washington State on Fox, but we can't get that other game. Okay, gotcha. Um, Oregon bounces back very nicely, dominates BYU. Six and a half points against Washington State. In Washington State, mind you, went up to uh, Camp Randall and got the job done, I believe, 17 to 14. Um, what do you think here, man? Is this going to be a field goal game, or is the speed in the quarterback? Because we know, you know, uh, Wisconsin really doesn't have a quarterback, even though it looked good early. Um, what says you about this this one here? Because this is kind of an interesting one where I'm like, hmm, I like Oregon. I'm going to pick them to win, but can Washington State kind of just keep it around? It kind of feels like they may be able to do that. Um, but like I said, that speed that Oregon has in the off- – I mean, they got the, the offensive line. I'm not going to say exactly like Wisconsin, but they've been putting out some talent lately. But they have more speed. And like that wide receiver and all that, and that quarterback, they're better at quarterback. We can say whatever we want about Bo Nix. We, you know, Lord knows we have on this uh, here podcast. But – it's Pac-12. It's not the SEC West. Man, uh, one o'clock kickoff too for that's interesting time. That's early early day game. Um, again, you got to keep things in perspective. The only time I've seen Oregon play this year, I, I watched them light up the scoreboard against BYU. Um, they're probably going to be able to do that quite again. Um, you know, and there is something to be said for Bo Nix where. His home and road splits are a true thing, whether it's been Auburn or even Oregon last week. Like that dude it must just be like a comfortable feeling. It may be a pregame thing or maybe it's just random luck. Who knows? But well, he always seems to be blanky on the road. I think that's what it is. He likes his blanky. They won't. Yeah, he always seems to, to play better. Um, so again, if you're talking just based on projections and momentum, uh, Washington State had a night, an upset win over uh, Wisconsin. 
And, you know, then you, uh, well, you beat Colorado State, who's a doormat team. Okay. So that really doesn't count. Um, so now you're focused for Oregon. I like Washington State with the six and a half. Um, I've, I think that, or I've heard that the Oregon, just from analysts, because can't watch every single game, but I've heard the Oregon secondary is not that good. Now, you could say, what the hell, they shut down BYU. Again, I think that was a good spot for them. But well, yeah, I, they missed their top you know, receivers too. So yeah, well, and yeah, your secondary can look pretty nice when yeah, the two stud receivers are out. Um, so I'll take Washington State to keep it close. Um, this yeah. will be maybe a, a gut check for Oregon, who get off to a good start this year. They were not getting the hype that USC or Utah was getting preseason. I think probably because people just had them projected to be a lesser team. If you go in there, you, you whooped up BYU. If you can go win in Pullman, you know, that lets the momentum build. Um, so yeah, I will take the Cougs, uh, Clay Thompson, you, uh, plus, uh, six and a half against, uh, the Ducks. Clay Thompson, you. Didn't Bledsoe My go guy. there? Hold on, bro. Hold on. Not Bledsoe. Oh, Clay, yeah, Bledsoe. Clay Tom- yeah, but yeah, it's still Clay Thompson, you to me. That ain't gonna change. <laughs> <laughs> um, any other games you'd like to talk to? We are at the hour mark, so we should shut this puppy down, sir. Uh, well, again, we're talking betting and we're talking just rivalries. Oregon, no, sorry, Oklahoma's playing K State. It does. I, I don't care about. I don't care about the point spread. Who's playing? Who's hurt? That Oklahoma. God, I'm getting Oklahoma has always had issues with K State. Not to mention K State's pissed. They got upset by Tulane. Oklahoma is minus thirteen. I would. I'll bet whatever money I can reasonably afford to bet without going insane and taking K-State. That K-State always, always, always gives OU issues. That should be a really fun game to watch. It just, it is what it is. That that, that team, they, ha- they, they, they always play close. And K-State has ruined many good undefeated Oklahoma seasons or some Big 12 title chances. K-State is a pain in their ass, and I'll take 13 points, maybe it goes up to 14 because I think that's a very generous uh, spread. All right. Um, yeah, that's kind of interesting. Uh, I'm wondering about that, but the way they played last week, it makes me think they're going to cover. Um, Oklahoma, I'm speaking of. All right, let's get into the crafty, crappy pick of the week, and let's shut this down, because we are literally hour and two minutes. We want to we wanna get this thing snappy. All right, this is quite possibly, and I always say this every year, this is one of the worst yeah. games we've ever, ever done, period. Like, out of all of our years we've been doing it, like, past six or seven years. Hawaii, who got boat raced by Vandy, is so traveling to, game? they're coming okay. into oh, uh, yeah. 7 p.m. Oh, they're coming. Shit. New Mexico State this is, is Juco, our, dude. these are this two of Juco. the truly, there's, what, 131 college football teams. Chris, these are probably, the, I guarantee they're both power ranked in, like, the top 120. So this is a matchup of two of the worst 10 teams in football this year. This is the true definition of the crappy, crappy. This is going to be a bad (laughs) football game, but it's getting played at Aggie Memorial Stadium in Las Cruces, New Mexico. I'd probably rather go see the the house where they filmed Breaking Bad at where they threw pizza on top of the roof, you know, than go watch this. Um New Mexico State is minus five, over under 54. They lost to Nevada, <laughs> for Christ's sakes. The, and they had, but that's because Nevada, they had like five turnovers on offense. You know, and again, Hawaii got embarrassed by Van. Chris, 
breakdown, this may be the worst game we've ever predicted on this show. We've probably done 80 crafty crappy picks of the week. This might be the worst out of all 80. Go ahead and enjoy this one, my friend. If you think that you're going to walk into Aggie Memorial Stadium with Jerry Kill at the helm, paying 20 bucks for vivid seats. $20? I mean, what the hell are they thinking, dude? Are they trying to get people there? No. What the hell, dude? Is this inflation? That, oh, so they're doing inflation on the tickets, too, now. Is that what they're doing? What the yeah. hell? I mean, what kind of ticketing price is that? Wow. That's crazy. Um, anyway. It, you know, it's extremely hard to pick a team that lost to Nevada. And I, and I Nevada's know, bad. <laughs> and that sucks because Nevada usually was pretty good. Um, and I know, you know, having had the Gophers played them right, obviously, and yep. um, and you know the whole black Jerry Kill thing. They shook hands. Are they going to shake hands? Yeah, they shook hands. They shook hands before you even shake hands. You know, at the end of the game, and they talked a little bit, and yada yada yada. Because Jerry Kill was like, I know the real PJ Fleck before he got this new wife and shit like that. He used to, he was saying that, and he said he'd never come back to the stadium. It's like, well, you had to because you were coaching. Anyway, um, they had not just transfers, but D two, JUCO, you know who knows? I mean, they they had like forty new players this year, dude. So, I, oh my gosh, it, it is extremely tough to pick them. <laughs> I mean, extremely. Now, now Hawaii's coming off a dub over a team that it, are they in, are they in uh, the one thirty one? Are they in the top one thirty one? They beat um, DeQuince. I know DeQuince is like they do play D one basketball, right? But I, I football team, I I, I don't. I, they got to be FBS. This yeah, they is a gotta be a lower level. Game. Hawaii gives up 45 ga- points per game, and they only put up 15. Now the problem is Jerry Kill's squad only puts up eight points a game to the 36. <laughs> so it's like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. They both don't stop the run at all. They're both over 200. Now the the passing 254 to 188. You know the thing is. New Mexico State, I think they just kept running on. It's like, well, what the hell? Might as well run, you know? Might as well just keep running. I mean, what's the point of passing? Um, but I'm going to go, just because of that, that that quality performance in a loss to Utah, okay? Just because of that. I And they already played Wisconsin and Minnesota this year, okay? Well, then again, Hawaii played Michigan. Anyway, I'm, I guess I'm just going to go with the home team. This is a is it the third home team in a row this year? I don't remember. We're two and one. By the way, you didn't even talk yep. about last week. You didn't even talk about last week. Oh, uh, 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 Sin City lost to Vegas. They said, "Hey, what up? We're favored for the first time in a couple of years." They took care of some damn business. Yeah, they they really took care of business. I think it was that inflation ticket that had you thrown off. But um, <laughs> I mean, the thing is about New Mexico State, their quarterback. He only has five interceptions, you know, in four games. Problem is, he's only had one touchdown. So uh, <laughs> that's not a good look. But for some god awful reason, right? 
I'm going with New Mexico State to cover. No, I'm not going to cover nothing. But the Aggies, <laughs> New Mexico State, are going to win the game in front of no one because they overpriced the damn tickets. And, and out of respect to the segment and what I believe is the worst ever pick of a Crafty Crab Game of the Week, there's no alumni battle. These schools do not deserve that treatment. <laughs> we are going to wrap up the oh, show wow. on that note. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen my I've, I've normally make him struggle a little bit to make a pick but there I, I could tell that the, the wheels were turned in his head as to who the F did I take in this game yeah, so on that note we're, we're, one, we're dropping the mic we'll top that. we, we will one, we're two and one. We're two we one. will recap this barn burner of a, as my co-host I says a barn this is a true barn burner in Las Cruces <laughs> hey sometimes <laughs> these endings on these games will lead off a college game day oh final. yeah we, we've had some triple doinks That's we've had we've had some crazy moments it, it, this could lead on sports center <laughs> maybe the fans storm the field because no one's there to stop them for security but until yeah. then you, you can watch, uh, you can watch, you know, well, you can't watch USC at night, so turn on the good old Hawaii against New Mexico State matchup. And Put on that this on note, ESPN U or something like that? It's probably on a, you know, decent network, but we can't see the other one. <laughs> oh, they, they always say it's good to laugh, and I'm definitely laughing. Put it on the now. app. ESPN Plus, dude. Jeez Louise. All right, sorry, go ahead. The, the, boy, the boys are out tonight. Be sure to get your New Mexico State tickets at the window with Chris and I. We'll, we'll, yeah, they're I'm cheaper sure. at the window. This is the only time we're going against Vivid Vivid I'm, I'm actually I'm going to bet $10 on New Mexico State just out of pride for the show. You probably get like a beer and popcorn with that $20 ticket or something. There's probably a special we don't know about, and actually it's a good – you get a helmet or something like that. Uh, or it, it, it's bring a date. Buy 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 one ticket. Take an extra. Take a person for free. Okay, now that makes more sense. <laughs> so on this note of joy, the boys are out. We will recap that game next week. I promise you. <laughs> Have a good one. Take care. Peace.